0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin. For your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show to build your idea, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you'll hear from Josh Reeves. He's 32 and has raised $136 million in funding, but it's about way more than just money. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning to you. Our guest this morning is Sean Puri. You might know him as the co-founder of Blab, but previously he opened a sushi restaurant, biotech starter, startup, and ran an idea lab in San Francisco. Sean, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready, buddy. All right, let's do this, man. So so sushi to biotech to Blab, how'd that work?
1: Uh, that worked just as randomly as it sounds. Um, <laughs> and before that, I was a pre-med student who thought I was going to become an orthopedic surgeon. So... Um, <laughs> the sushi thing came about very randomly, um, to all your listeners who are maybe aspiring entrepreneurs or already entrepreneurs, they will, they will relate to this, which is, um, all it takes is, is an idea and uh, a lack of awareness of how hard something will be. And so dumb enough to go for it, right? Exactly. Dumb (laughs) enough to go for it. And that's definitely what me and my two friends were when we started that thing. And it was, it had a big dream. It was trying to become the Chipotle of sushi. And we had, you know, a food network chef on board and things look good. We started winning all these business plan competitions, which gives you, you know, a bit of false hope that your business plan is any good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you cash, which helps you, you run the business. Um, and eventually we, we were very lucky and I'll fast forward through the details, but we were very lucky that, uh, there was a guy in Australia who had sold his company, who was looking to start something new, who had, uh, been introduced to us and read, you know, read our blog and found out what we were all about. And, um, he reached out and flew us to Australia and told us about this new thing he was starting and said he wanted some youth and hustle to make it happen. So uh, almost overnight, we dropped the sushi thing, ended up starting a biotech company in Australia uh, before coming out to San Francisco and figuring out what Silicon Valley is all about.
0: So, so okay, so then let's just jump right into the Blab story. So w- when yeah. did it when did it launch and what are like the key metrics you're tracking on a monthly basis?
1: Yeah, so Blab uh, is still in beta, but we had the idea for it about nine weeks ago, or sorry, nine months ago. Um, so the nine
0: the from today, which is, you know, our mid January, 2016. Exactly.
1: And so we, we, that was when we had the idea. And then we've basically been building the product in public since then. Uh, and we've become, you know, the, the predominant way to have a conversation on the internet. Um, so you're doing this on Skype so that you can record it and then, you know, give it to listeners later in the form of a podcast. But what people do on blab is they go, they have a conversation like you and I talking about startups and, and my journey. And, um, then there's people listening live who can comment, chat, uh, and even call in and join the conversation if they so choose. So it's a live conversation about the things that you're interested
0: in. And so how many people per month call it in December of last year, either hosted a blab or attended a blab?
1: Uh, so I can't say the exact numbers, but what I can tell you is, is some of the stuff we put out publicly, which is uh, the average daily active user is watching for just over an hour a day, uh, which is one of the metrics that gave me the most faith because that means they're, they're using this like a replacement for TV or Netflix, uh, in many cases. So about an hour a day for every daily active user. Uh, and then we're doing millions of, of, of watch minutes a, a week. And so that's Wait, what so we you see
0: yourself competing with like how oh, I don't understand that what you just said, you see yes. this, this is people are replacing this instead of for Netflix.
1: Yeah. So basically what happens is, uh, for the things that you're interested in, or, or in this case, your listeners, right? They're interested in startups. They're interested in in, in building a company. And when you go on TV in that moment, uh, right now, if you turn on your TV, there would be no channel for that. So what we ended up well, doing what do you mean was- like, yeah,
0: like Shark Tank and CNBC and The Profit and-
1: Yeah, so, so basically for 30 minutes uh, a week, you'll find it on one channel and then 30 minutes a week on the other, but- where's your gu- guaranteed place when you come home after work to get a hit? Uh, right. Your podcast is filling that niche for some people probably during their commute. Um, but where else do they get access to entrepreneurs and founders? So for, for example, I'll make this more tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost every other day, there's uh, the founders of, of Basecamp, the CEO of Basecamp and Rise. uh They get on Blab and they do a Blab called Work in Progress. And it's the two of them having a chat about what it's like to be the CEO of their company, but they're just talking to each other about strategy and what they're going through and what they should be doing. And they just wanted to be transparent, so they opened it up to the public so that other people can actually... Um, tune in and then learn something. So you see all these aspiring entrepreneurs who tune in because where else would they get access to this conversation between two, two CEOs? Um, and so that's what I, when I'm, when I say that it replaces TV, it's because it gives people um, what they want when they want it. And, yeah, but it can't and they can't get it on they,
0: Netflix with like, you can go in and pick a video whenever you want and play it whenever you want. But it
1: might not be about the topic you care about. And it might not be from the voice you care about. So the, the easy analogy is if you think about blogging, um, when, when, uh, before blogging, you had you know, uh, mainstream media. You had journalists who were paid to write about and cover certain topics. Uh, and because they were paid, they have to cover the mainstream topics. So you'll always see the big names that are, that are in, the, in the newspaper and, and online. Uh, but when blogging came out, all of a sudden you got to hear from different voices. You got to hear from you know, everyone from a teen in their bedroom to a CEO in their boardroom. Uh, but they would also cover every topic imaginable because the users create the content. Uh, so what we find on Blab is the same thing. Because a user goes live uh, and starts a conversation about the things they're interested in, they cover every topic, and so you're you're going to see stuff about um, you know RVers talking about the life of RVing, or there's something called the Rare Books Cafe where they talk about rare books, you know things that mainstream media doesn't always uh, cover, but there is a niche audience for it. And when you add up all the niches, it's actually a pretty big audience in the end.
0: And and so how is this different than someone just going live on YouTube? It's more interactive.
1: So, as you know, the devil is all in the details, right? So, for yeah, every yeah, product, that's what I want to
0: know. I want to, I want to make why. I mean, Bob's had success. I've seen it go through right now. I want to, I want to understand why you're having success. Because
1: we we got the we we understood what the what the user need was. So we understood fundamentally that people want to be heard. So the reason you're doing this podcast is you, cause you want to be heard. You want to get your message out there. You like adding value to people. It's no good if the other person can't hear you. So when you go on YouTube live, you don't know a who's watching. Um, you, do, the interaction is totally separated. The chat is totally separated from the video. So what yeah. happens is the people on air basically ignore the chat room and they just treat it almost like YouTube comments. Yeah. Um, on blab, you see a very different thing. People from the chat can call in and actually join the conversation they can you know, type a question that the host picks out of the chat. It goes on the main screen and they say, hey, Jonathan asked a really good question here. He wants to know blank, blank, blank. And so because the interaction is there between the host and the audience, um, that's been the difference where every other platform that's tried to do this, they haven't quite got that right.
0: So how many, I mean, give us a sense of size or volume. It's hard, to, it's hard to kind of like pinpoint it if you're not, if you don't want to share like user numbers. I mean, how many, how many, like I was maybe, I don't know how many hours of blabs are watched in a, in any given month.
1: Yeah, I can't give you the details, but there's there's millions of watch minutes every week.
0: Okay, yeah, but what, like, what does that mean? Look, people are going to be listening right now going, okay, I'm going to do my next live show. i mean, they're going to use GoToWebinar, invite my audience there. I'm going to do a YouTube video or wait, Nathan's talking about this to the founder of this blab thing. Maybe I should try it out. I mean, now's your opportunity to say like, Here's some number that articulates how fast it's growing. Come try us out. What would that number be?
1: For, for, for us, the thing I can share with you guys, because as you know, it's, it's a competitive situation. And when you're, do, when you're doing something right, you don't necessarily always want to attract all the attention you can get from competitors. Um, so for us, one of the reasons, I, one of the things I would say is, hey, we've got... Uh, people as, you know, we've got people who are just sitting in their basement and they're nobodies, but all the way up to reality TV stars, ESPN, UFC, Adobe, IBM, Cisco, big brands that have also come on and use the platform. So, uh, it's really for anything and every, anybody and everybody. And so when you see, um, the right type of influencers paying attention, uh, probably some of the people you heard about it through or big brands that you've heard of like ESPN, uh, you
0: might, you might gather that there's some substance to it. And so walk us through, I mean, how do you make money? I mean, you have a team right now, this, I imagine server expenses are through the roof with live streaming video. Are you guys bootstrapped? How do you make money?
1: So we're privately funded, um, which helps us right now through the early phase of our business because our business model is very similar to the business model of TV, which is um, as you gather an audience, um, a big enough audience, and you have them watching live video, you have them watching um, for an hour a day, that's a lot of opportunities to advertise. And so Um, what we're going to do is we're going to gather the biggest audience we can. And I believe that that will end up being bigger than any cable TV network out there. And then we will run ads against that traffic and we'll share the profits with our creators.
0: This is okay. So the, the, so the revenue model is a lot like ad, like a, like a YouTube ad.
1: Yeah. Very similar to YouTube or, you know, how you monetize this podcast, for example, with the
0: sponsor. Well, I don't really monetize it. We don't need the money. But the, I mean, wh- uh, how, how, many- ma- how many people
1: that's how many people monetize their podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what? Yeah, I mean, I look, dude, hey, look, it's tough. I, I, I mean, I want people to try blob I tried it once. It, it was extremely compelling. We had a big audience there. I want mm-hmm. people to try it. Right. That's why I'm asking you some of these questions. Um, you're not giving much, though, for us to work with. So that's your own prerogative. That's your own choice. What I mean, what do you? Is there any? Uh, is there any? Uh, I mean, is is there any plans of when you might turn that on? Are you trying to grow this to a billion, you know, monthly active users before you turn on ads, or is there a metric you have like that, or what?
1: We really want to get it to the point where it's substantial for so that when we make money, the creators make money, and that when the creators make money, it's um, it's something where they might be able to either um, be working part time or actually quit their day job. Right? I want to see people making six figures a year. I want to see people making millions of dollars a year. Uh, because they had, they're entertaining huge crowds online. Um, they're talking about the things that they love and there's a big enough audience for it. They're able to hold that audience for a long enough time where they make money. And so, uh, that number will, that number will come, but it's, it's very early stage, right? And when you're, when you're at the early stage of your business, you can't focus on the wrong things for us right now. It's, it's really just a, a matter of, of getting the product right and growing the business overall before
0: worrying about monetization. So, so when will you know that you're not early stage?
1: We'll know that when we when our problem is no longer uh, is no longer uh, you know scale and growth. And so as we see steady growth. Um, for, you know, six to 12 months and we're at a size where What we is steady can, we growth? To, like
0: is that 6% month over month in t- terms of hours watched or like, that's what I'm trying so, to get in your mind.
1: So what we like is 7% week over week. So the number, you know, my, for my team, it's pretty simple. The watched minutes, so the amount of time people spend watching Blab every day, uh-huh. um, we want that to increase 7% week over week. If it's over 7%, I'm a happy guy. If it's not, I flip out.
0: Okay, got it. But does that address new user acquisition? I mean, you could have current users watching more and more and more, but you still just have only 1,000 people tuning in each, each week.
1: Well, the beauty of it is when you're trying to beat each week by 7%, uh-huh.
0: um,
1: there's many ways to do it, right? You can get the existing users to watch more, you can get new users to come in and watch some, but you run out of tricks because as the number gets bigger and you want 7%, you're going to realize that, hey, I can't get people to watch five hours a day, right? There's a, yep. there's a natural limit to that, so you really start to shift focus on new users. And hopefully by then... You fine tuned it where when somebody becomes an active user, they're super engaged. Yeah,
0: that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. How big is the team now, Sean? So we've got 15 people full time. Oh, wow. All, a remote team or all in person in San Francisco?
1: Uh, almost all in-house uh, in San Francisco.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, look, we're going to link to all this in the show notes. We'll link to, to, obviously, the link to Blab, link to my last Blab or the profile in the show notes at NathanLatka.com, guys, forward slash the top, okay, the top 185. And Sean, before we get to my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally online, where can they do that?
1: Twitter's the easiest way. Uh, I basically don't use email, so you can find me on Twitter. It's SeanVP, uh, spelled a little funny, S-H-A-A-N
0: Top Tribe, many of you heard me record and share the story of how we just sold my very successful business, Heyo, in episodes 171, when I got a very suspicious email from a competitor, episode 177, when negotiations got very tense, and episode 184, when we closed the deal and the buyer came on the show live. But now what? So many people wanna know, what is Nathan doing next? Guys, it's very big. You all have heard it before, actually. Find out what it is live at NathanLatka.com forward slash what's next. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash what's next. Go there now to save your seat. They are limited and we are almost full. Why didn't you say Blab by chance? Uh,
1: Because most people, when they reach out, they want to actually find me directly, whereas Blab is a giant giant network where I may not be on camera at that moment to, to actually message me.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay, great. Well, hey, Sean, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. You uh-huh. know what's next? Uh, is it like some kind of hot seat? <laughs> Good guess. It's, <laughs> not, it's, it's time for the famous five. You ready? All right, let's all do right, it. Number one, man, what is your favorite business book?
1: My favorite business book is probably Rework by the 37 Signals guys. You're, you're close with them. I like them. I like what they do. I like what they're all about. Um, and for the most part, I, I, I don't I don't enjoy most business books, but that's a good one where each each chapter is just one page and it comes with an illustration. So yep. it's it's good for the ADD entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now?
1: Uh, I try to learn outside of tech. I don't think most people who are or business people are very interesting uh, for the most part. So I'm the guy I'm following right now is, a, is a, he's a, a UFC fighter named Conor McGregor. Uh, I'm following his rise to
0: greatness. Yeah, he, a few people know about that guy, huh? Yeah. He, he's, he's done pretty well for himself <laughs> in just a
1: couple of years. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned if, if it's, whether it's marketing or technique, um, there's a lot
0: to be learned from him. He really has. Okay. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love Slack, obviously. Uh, my company has a zero email policy. So if you email somebody in our company, you got to put $10 in the swear jar. Um, so we're, we're big advocates of Slack and if not Slack, I'd have to say, um, blab.
0: Nice. Okay. Number four, yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Eight hours of sleep.
1: No, uh, that would be nice, but yeah. I'm, I am not at the moment. What do you get? Uh, I'm pretty close. I'm about six and a half hours. So I'll okay. sleep just before midnight and I w- try to wake up at five.
0: And And last question, actually, first, what's your situation right now? Married, single, how old?
1: I have a lovely girlfriend and I'm 27 years old.
0: 27. Okay. Take us back seven years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: 20-year-old self. Let's see. I'm in college. I'm a pre-med student. Um,
0: thinking about sushi.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm probably telling myself, Hey, listen, honestly, uh, capitalize on the opportunity. I was a very mediocre student. Uh, I was lazy. I went to Duke, but I didn't capitalize on the fact that there was tons of amazing mentors around me. I didn't build relationships with them. So I would say, uh, forget the classes, forget the grades, um, build like five to 10 really amazing relationships with some people who are, who are there with you at Duke. Um, that'll last you kind of a lifetime. So, uh, that's what I would tell myself to focus on
0: top tribe. There you have it. Sean Puri, founder of Blab starting off in sushi, moving to biotech and finally finding his home, build his team to 16 people. And he's sitting on a rocket ship in Blab. Sean, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: No problem. Thanks for having
0: me. You bet. Okay, top tribe. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Guys, yesterday's episode I talked about if we decided to sell Heyo or not, and what's next.